0: As we wrap up the week, we're bringing you one of the many positive messages from our past interviews. Each Thursday, we're sharing stories of our most watched athletes, celebrities, and leaders. This week, Dana White. And you said, uh, quote, I spent the first three years yelling, fuck you, over the phone and telling people I was going to sue them.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was an absolute What reward. was going on? The first three years of this company was just an every day. Every day when I came in here, it was war. And that's literally what I did. I'd stand, yell on the phone, fuck you, fuck you. You know, people think I swear a lot now. You should have heard me the first three years of this company. Um, the bottom line is what had happened was the old owner, you know what we bought for two million bucks? What? The three letters, UFC, and an old wooden octagon. He had stripped this whole thing down. He had stripped it down to keep it alive. He had sold everything off the DVD rights, um, <clears throat> all the old library, the, uh, the, uh, the video game rights, the merchandise rights. If there was anything worth a penny connected with those three letters UFC, he sold it. And as you build a company like this, you build a sports franchise, you build a brand, There's certain things that you need to protect. We didn't even own UFC.com. UFC.com used to be user-friendly computers. Now, the guy that owned that company, he's out there somewhere. He and I used to battle for really? years. oh, for years. I'd call this guy and trying to get UFC.com and the numbers that he would come at me with. Uh, I'm sure he's wanted pissed Uf- now oh, he God. sold it. To Thank God we got it done before, you know, everything really took off. But this guy, we battled for you. Just stuff like that. You know, all the rights and the trademarks and all the things that, that you need to build a brand were gone. And I had to go out there and battle to try to get these things back. The other thing was it, it had become where this guy hadn't defended anything to have a, a brand worth value, you have to have trademarks and you have to he hadn't defended any of that stuff, none of it. So I had to go out not only and get all these rights back and try to get this stuff back into the company, but I had to go out and battle with the people who were stomping all over him. right, you know what I mean so it, it was. I got into this thing, me, Frank, Lorenzo, all of us, we got into this thing going, this is going to be so much fun. We're going to be in the fight business, you know, we'll be friends with all the fighters, it'll be so cool, and we'll build this thing up, everybody will make lots of money, you know, meaning we'll take care of all the fighters, these guys are going to be so happy being with us, and then you get into it, and it's, yeah. Nothing is ever what you think it's going to be.
0: So you met with the Nevada and New Jersey athletic commissions to create a set of unified rules that would be essentially accepted everywhere for the UFC and uh, the sport. You, you know, went after mainstream sponsors. You met with the uh, cable operators to get the UFC back on pay-per-view. How about the most challenging part of uh, essentially trying to create a sport? Yeah.
1: It was all challenging. Everything that you just said—it was—it was all challenging. The—the um, the, the hardest part was, you know, now when I pick up the phone and the UFC's calling, people want to answer. Back then, you have no idea. I mean, I had to fly to places and literally had to wait outside people's offices for them to come out and grab them because they wouldn't meet with me. You know, they didn't want anything to do with the UFC. They didn't even want to waste five minutes of their time to talk about the UFC or meet with me. So I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I would literally go, for instance, and, I, and he hates when I tell this story, but it is what it is. A um, guy that used to run in-demand pay-per-view, his name is Marshall Zelaznik, and um, they would have these big conferences for, for, for uh, cable, cable conferences. And I would try to set up meetings with this guy, and he wouldn't meet with me. So I, uh, I would go to these conferences, and I would look on the schedule and find out when he was getting out of his next thing. And I'd wait outside the door, and I'd start walking beside him, Dana White from the UFC, telling you, right now, we got this idea. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. you got to give us a shot. And I just kept following this guy everywhere and terrorizing him. And uh, we finally ended up getting our pay-per-view deal. But long story short. Marshall Zelaznik works here now. He's upstairs, actually, right now. Yeah. Hates that
0: story, but it's the truth. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and every week sharing full length, long form interviews on Mondays and shorter, uplifting stories on Thursdays. We'd love to hear from you with ratings and reviews. Also, do you prefer the longer podcast episodes or the Thursday shorts? Excited to get your take, and thanks again for listening.